Hey, time for you to reach your full potential. Getting into health and fitness, this is what you're missing. Going harder, ain't nothing gonna stop you. Go on a journey with genetics coach Laura Rogers. Yeah, here to take you to the next level. Been in the health and fitness industry since 07. Working with so many athletes. Push it to the limit with world champions, yeah, and some Paralympians. Hey, working from Brisbane to Singapore. We train, we going hard. All out, we keep it raw. Laura Rogers, let's go. Superstars, in this episode, I have the amazing pleasure of interviewing a former Division One student athlete and six-year ex-baseball player, Evan Button of Buttongenic, currently working in Singapore as, I would say, one of the best personal trainers you can find in Singapore. I had the great pleasure of working alongside Evan not too many moons ago, and I really wanted to touch base and get his insights on all things goal-setting. Tis the season, after all, to be setting goals being January 2021. We cover what is the importance of goal setting. And as former athletes, we really understand what goals mean to people. We really understand why it's so important to have tangible goals which have stepping stones between them. So we cover that. We have great discussions surrounding common errors that people make when setting goals and news resolutions, how we can improve the goal setting process so that we can set ourselves up for success and what role health professionals such as us can play in helping busy corporates reach their health and fitness goals. It is a really, really, truly amazing episode. Not being biased in the slightest, I personally took a lot out of this episode and forever grateful for the conversation with Evan. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Now over to you. So what's up, Core Collective? Still dominating or what? (laughs) I don't know about dominating, but we're present. We're definitely present. Cool. Trying to dominate. Laura Rogers, PT, just growing. Yeah, well, like trying. A, like an oak tree. <laughs> yeah. It takes yeah. 50 years for uh, to get acorns on an acorn tree. Is that right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah. So I'm not surprised by that fact. Yeah. Sometimes you got to wait for the really time. good stuff. Yeah. Dude, right? Just stay on the grind. That's it. Which really perfectly ties into what we're going to talk about, which is goal setting, news resolutions, start of 2021. What is the approach you like to take when it comes to setting goals? Being a, an athlete yourself, that must have been something that you would do on a regular basis. Is there a process that you go through? Is there a process you run clients through? What does that look like for you? Personally, yeah, personally, so... I think goal setting can be seen as a different topic for Mm -hmm. every individual. It's, it can be seen differently. It's easy. It's easy to say. And then if you, everybody thinks like broadly, I want to lose fat. I want to sleep better. I want to manage stress Mm -hmm. or maybe they don't even think that far. That might be like the next step. But if I look back and think, I thought about that question a bit. And if I look back and think about some of the goals that I had that actually Mm -hmm. stuck with me that Mm. I wrote down on like a dry erase board that I carried with me across the country when I was playing baseball Wow! was this may not mean much to some people, but if anybody knows anything about baseball, one of them that one of the goals that kind of changed my approach 
to the game actually was walking more than striking out. So that, I guess, mm. cricket's not so different to baseball, but mm-hmm. it basically means getting on base more times than making an out in which I let the other, let the opponent get to me. So you have to mm. take that whole, that mindset to that goal really enhanced my, it gave me a staple in my career that I can look back on. And mm. the same goes for like per weekend, if you're playing a series, mm-hmm. uh, I got to get, I want two doubles this weekend and a couple stolen bases. You, that gets into your psyche and you start to foresee it happening. Mm. You start to dream it. You start to believe it. You start mm-hmm. to be that person that's going to actually achieve that. You can't be broad. Like you can have, mm-hmm. you can be, you can have a broad focus, but mm-hmm. until you actually start to understand, you don't just wake up one day and think I'm going to go hit, uh, play scratch golf, golf. Cause your mm-hmm. husband plays golf. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't even know what that means. Going out to the driving range and spending 30 minutes once a week. Yes. So like that, you're not going to be the best golfer ever. And within that process, you're going to have to manage frustrations. You're not going to be so good that you take 20 swings and of those 25 might be good. The other 15 are going to mm-hmm. suck. Are mm-hmm. you embarrassed? Are you looking around, man? I hope nobody saw me because mm-hmm. that's a whole different experience and process so let's take for example the people that are looking at you thinking about training with you and Mm -hmm. the same for me yeah they need somebody to first of all take them by the hand and lead them into the process and then be their moral support Mm -hmm. and be their sort of their go-to their rock in Mm. this in this journey for them yeah and of course we can have a broad focus and maybe having too much of a narrow focus could be a little, not detrimental isn't the word, but mm. unrealistic, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you ask me. So yes, you want to hear what these people have to say about their goals. And then yes. you, you need to know where that's coming from. And then you can, don't forget it. Make sure you as a coach, write it down. Yes. And like, If you can go back to that goal that they mentioned six months ago and work it into your programming, they'll mm-hmm. never leave you for that, but they will leave you if you don't bring it up eventually, maybe, maybe not. But I, I've gotten clients that have said to me, I'm I'm here because my last trainer kind of forgot the the reason why I was there in the first place, which goals are are very important. They can be very like objective. Like I want to do one, one pull up. There's a lot of females that want to do that. That's subjective. You have to achieve that eventually. And it's up to us to help them understand and feel the at least confidence to try that and then manage their maybe their emotions when they don't necessarily get there when they thought they were going to get there and still somehow keep their spirits uplifted so you could be so hard pressed on a goal and have such a good session but you just didn't get that one thing that you wanted and then you Mm. completely lose sight of all the goodness that you did yeah I think that's such a good point I think that's such a good point. And like you said earlier, if you have, I think you talk about golf and like 20 swings might be really good. Oh, sorry, you might do 20, five of which might be good. The other 15, I think you know that. I think that's so integral to the process of attaining anything because it's not linear, right? Like we expect we're going to lose 500 grams and another 500 grams and another 500 grams and another 500 grams. And that's just not 
life. Life is not linear, right? And we have festive seasons. We have birthdays. There are going to be times where maybe we put on weight. Now, if we lose five kilos and we put on 500 grams or a kilo, has that really taken away from everything that we've achieved? We can be so quick to say yes. Don't you think? Like we can be our own worst enemies and knock ourselves down and let all the wind come out of our sails because it's like, oh, I put on a kilo. Yeah. But then that's when it's really good, I think, to go back to the bigger picture. And in the grand scheme of things, is it a loss? No, potentially not. Yeah, as you alluded to, I think zooming in and zooming out is really important. Having those process-oriented goals, which are like the stepping stones to get you to those bigger milestones, is Mm -hmm. super key. That's what I see really missing from people's goal setting. I don't see many process-oriented goals like, I want to do two workouts a week with a trainer every week for the next 12 weeks. That to me is like a process oriented goal. Now, if you Mm -hmm. follow through with that and if you connect that with other things, that becomes like, that's just the woven thread amongst your health and fitness journey that then pieces together so many other things and helps so many other things fall into place. What is it that you see missing, especially this time of year when people are thinking big and thinking broad Is it specifics? Is it details? Is it process? What would you say to someone who is setting goals at this time of year, especially related to health and fitness? What is it that they need to include in that process? Yeah, I like that you mentioned process-oriented goals and then (laughs) reaching reaching milestones. Like, Mm. it makes me think for myself. There's there's Mm. been plenty of things that I thought that I wanted. And then Mm. I'm still saying the same thing three years later. I'm a little Mm. bit better at it now. Mm. And I make sure I work it into my everyday or at least it's definitely running through a filter in my focus. Mm. Um, Something really has to get in my way for that not to be achieved, but I'm not going to beat myself up for it. So I guess if somebody came to me and all of a sudden showed me a picture of, let's say, God, what's his name? Thor. Uh, Yeah, Hemsworth. Yeah, Hemsworth. Yeah. Apparently he's getting jacked. So, okay. <laughs> um, Another movie. That's perhaps. What everybody's saying. I haven't. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, but this person took six months off. Okay. And now he wants this. Mm. I would go before the decision of what you want this now. Mm. What happened? What happened the past six months? And then uh-huh. what were you doing before then? Mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. so I can know why you didn't. And then. Yeah. At least we need to make sure we never fall back into that because that's a lifetime milestone. Mm. That's that's something you'll be chasing forever if that's like yeah. a broad goal. Because mm. you and I both know you can't take a week off and never have that unless you yeah. really need a week off. And a week For off sure. still means you're feeling your body. Yeah, um, so still you being must, deliberate. Yes, you wake up and it's on your mind. Mm. It's You're moving in that direction. Mm among moving moving a lot of other pieces in your life you're not a professional trainee let's we need to understand that and you probably might have kids at this point in a, a high stressful job so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the expectations need to be set in place and I think actually more than anything that kind of leads me to the next point of people need to understand who they are and try to yeah. not be somebody that they're not this and is like, so important yeah. and I think you know who you are Laura yeah for sure. And you're an easy person to look at and people can, people will judge you because you're different. Mm. And me too. I've mm. always been like a weird 
person <laughs> I think, but not weird. Like I could, perceived as being right? weird, but maybe misunderstood. Right. Maybe that. Yeah. But we need to get into our own zone and then understand that this is going to be a nonlinear process, mm. but we're going to help kickstart the process. Ultimately, mm -hmm. it's going to be up to them to achieve something fantastic and great. It's up to us to put them to that water. Yeah. Especially when they start to backpedal away from it, we grab them by the noose and bring them back. Yeah. Or leash, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. is up to us. And that is seriously our goal. Our job is to recognize that in our client and feel mm. what they're experiencing and don't let them off the hook when times get tough and it's easy to say mm. I'm not I can't make it or and that's that is another reason why I think a late cancel mm -hmm. <laughs> we're getting into late canceling now is an important part of my business because people they abide by that and they understand that hey I can't call this guy at 8 30 p.m and tell mm. him I can't make a seven I'm gonna swallow yeah. that yeah and the people that get away with it the trainers that allow the mm -hmm. client to get off the hook you can go ahead and kiss that transformation or their goal. Goodbye. Just kiss it. Yes. goodbye. And yes. it's so important because they, that's what keeps them coming. That's what keeps them feeling that accountability. So, mm. I yeah, think I, so. I, I, yeah. it really like it's, it states the commitment up front from you as a trainer as well. I feel like I am committing to you to that hour. You've got my attention. You've got as much of my attention as I can give to you for that hour because I take you seriously. Mm -hmm. And that's how I wanna spend my time. I wanna spend that hour moving the needle for you with you towards your goals. And mm -hmm. I am committing myself, my energy, my time and my attention to that. Now, if you're not gonna do that for yourself, ain't nobody can. Yeah. I, sure. I am backing myself and my programming and my attention to detail and the tweaks and corrections and my energy I am committing that to you because this is my party between 7 and 8 a.m., 7 and 8 p.m., every fucking hour in between, whoever's in front of me, it's like we are moving that needle and I'm going to mm -hmm. figure out how to. If it's not the normal process and procedure, if I have to do some wacky shit that day, we're going to fucking do it, whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. So if you are not committing to me a day in advance that you are going to do the same thing, then how is this a partnership? It's not a partnership. It doesn't work as a dictatorship. And I see that with a lot of trainers. It's a very, it can become a very top-down approach where it's, mm -hmm. I tell you what to do. It's, no, we work together in this. It's not for me to ascertain what someone else's goals are, which I think ties back into what you were saying. You have to know yourself. I see a lot of people setting goals along the lines of very broadly, as you said, wanting to lose maybe 10 kilos. And it's not for me to say whether someone needs to or not. If a medical professional says they need to, that's different. It's not for me to say whether someone needs to or not. But I can't help but feel a lot of people set goals of that nature because they feel as though they should want to lose 10 kilos. Mm. Is that something that you come across as well? Is that something that you notice? That's a good point. Yeah, man, for sure. Life can be very hard. Like, <laughs> but it doesn't take much to be let's just say emotionally upset. And what comes with being upset? Do people yeah. really take the time to potentially, let's say meditate, okay? And sure. I think sometimes yeah. that word can be like, oh, eye rolling, like <laughs> I've tried it. But yes. for me, meditating is training. 
It's going for a walk. It's writing, writing, like writing has changed my whole life actually. And just to, you got to flow and and get some of this stuff out of you. Otherwise you're going to be stuck Mm. up here. And Mm. emotionally, if you're not going in a forward direction and understanding your emotions, you're going to feel guilty for the next bite of food that you eat. And then you're not going to have restorative sleep and you're going to get hung up on everything. And then the whole process, almost like you're walking through mud. Mm. So to feel- I love that. To feel the need. I made a good point to feel, man, I, I think I should, because this person looked at me like, and then it's, it really has to be a conscious decision of this is how I'm going to, these are the few things I need to do to shift my life. And I know that this is what's causing me to be in the position that I'm in. And I don't Mm. want to be in this position anymore. I'm making this conscious shift. I've told these three people that are important to me that I'm going to change. Mm. They are going to, they're going to be, they're going to support my decision because Mm. I'm going there no matter what. Mm. That's a serious goal or serious mindset. Mm. You can have lofty goals, but if you don't have a killer mindset, then uh, there's no basis for, uh, you know, real reality behind them. Yeah. I, I so echo that. I, I love that you explain meditation in a sense is just like an opportunity for you to get in your own mind and to delve a little deeper into like your own thoughts, just creating, I guess, more self-awareness, which as you said, you really need to know yourself and need to understand like, what does this mean for you? If you want to lose 10 kilos, that's great. But why? To me, it's yes, but why? What will that bring to your life that you don't currently have? That mm-hmm. is the, the connection. That's the depth I think a lot of people are missing from their goals. So no wonder the first moment that you come across a hurdle or by like January 4th, you've already quote unquote fucked up. It's, we never yeah, really- I've heard that plenty of times, yeah. We've never really connected to the goal itself because you've never really stopped to think about what that means for you. It's all well and good to say, to just pluck a number out of the air, I want to lose 5% body fat. Yeah, but what will that do for you? And if you've not thought to that degree, you can't be that connected to your goal, which probably, you know, alludes to the fact you probably need more self-awareness. And that, of course, you're never going to achieve it in the first place because, again, any opportunity to not get there will be something that you look to... Yeah, yeah, correct. And they just fall into self-sabotaging behaviors. I think often people set goals, not actually with the intention of bettering themselves. I think sometimes goals are disguised as that. Yes, sometimes people set very intentional, very well thought out goals for the intention of bettering themselves, their lives. And that's great. But what I see a lot of is setting really big, really ambitious, really lofty goals so that people can reiterate their own shortcomings to themselves so that they can reiterate to themselves that they'll always be a failure, that they'll always be overweight, that they'll always be miserable, that they'll always be broke, that they'll always be an alcoholic, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. And mm-hmm. again, I really am connecting the dots in this conversation that, yeah, it's because people aren't connected to themselves. They don't know what it is that they want. How many people go to work and work for 12 hours a day for 20 years, hate the job Mm. and then have so much resentment when they get to 60 because I've not actually lived, I've just existed. Mm. 
it's, I've been there. I think a lot, I think <laughs> coaches, because a lot of times they've been there. Something about us is attractive to somebody who's pushing 60 or let's say like 42. And mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. in that process of something, something has motivated them or pushed them to the point where they need that they want to invest and make, they want to choose a path to success and they have the mm -hmm. finances available mm -hmm. to help to pay to us. To help that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess goals can be dangerous as well if you're not careful. Really the small victories along the way are what people are looking past. So getting, mm. waking up and going for a walk before you go to work, see yeah. how far that can take you. You know, oh you God. don't have to go off to the gym. You don't actually need us. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah let's take this slow, but people want what they want. And they want it now. Right. So no, they wanted it five minutes ago. <laughs> 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 they wanted it five minutes ago, five years ago. We're all impatient. I think that impatience also stems from, I think impatience in general largely stems from judgment and comparison. And you could argue that the both that judgment and comparison by and large are, are the same thing or stem from the same place. It's mm -hmm. like, I should have achieved X, Y, Z by this point of time in my life. And I haven't. It's yeah. that judgment of yourself and comparison or projected, like projected judgment of I should, I feel that I should be here by society standards and I'm not cue freak out midlife crisis, feeling miserable, feeling down, wanting to lose 10 kilos just cause, cause you just want to feel better. Guess what? Right. There are many ways to feel better. <laughs> choose right. your drug, choose your poison. And as you suggested, it can be something so simple, seemingly small, like going for a walk. I don't even expect my clients to turn up, to be honest, not because they're bad clients, not because they're bad people, not because they're lazy, but I'm just so thrilled when they turn up. It's you turn up. They're like, yeah. I mean, they booked appointment with you. So that's why I'm here. I'm like, no, but that's, mm -hmm. that in itself is huge. The fact that. Sure. Because it's not just an hour, it's an hour of training, but it's also the commute to where I am. It is that hour. And then it's the commute home. And then it's fitting that two hour or three hours for some people into the mm -hmm. day when their children are on school holidays or when they have to take a child to a birthday party or when they have to get a birthday present for birthday party and then take the child to the birthday party and have their hair and nails done before they go to the birthday yeah. party. So like... The fact that someone prioritizes spending any amount of time with me is huge. And the fact they want to do that in a way that is going to better their health and well-being is huge. And they're like, why are you so excited? I didn't do anything. I'm like, you don't understand. You've done so much more than what you realize. The fact that you turned up means you're committed. Whatever we do in the next hour, we will celebrate because that sometimes is the biggest achievement. And so I, I so echo like the seemingly small things. Just thinking back to my own swimming training, it really adds up because it's not always a personal best. It's not always deadlifting 100 kilos for the first time. It's not always losing, stepping on the scales, having lost three kilos, five kilos, 6% body fat. It's not always that. And so if you can't fall in love with the process, mm -hmm. and if that's your only metric of success, being a single number you're going to feel very very much like a failure very quickly mm -hmm. how do you help people to 
keep sight of the bigger picture and to celebrate those things day in and day out, week in and week out, like when it's July, when it's no longer January, how do we keep people's quote-unquote motivation up? Because that's a hard part of our job. We are professional <laughs> motivators at times. Cheerleaders, yeah. right? Get the pom-poms out, guys. That's why environment is very important. Uh, yeah. Core Collective has a good environment. It was, it from the start, not so much so <laughs> that it grew into something nice there they've done a good job sure. but it's got to be a place where they feel they can feel sense the vibe around them and take off from there but to keep the motivation let's i guess we can talk about a, a coach's vision for a client there's mm. there can be some expectations or some intentions serious objectives and like things that are achievable set mm. if if you like you and I see that now's the time to strike on that as mm -hmm. in like their stress levels are a little bit lower they're they're yes. a little bit more bright-eyed their energy levels are different sleeping better make, working from home yeah. you get to sleep better maybe they're smiling a bit more their attitudes are up so mm -hmm. then we can talk about making hey why don't we measure next time you're in let's see yeah. where we're at and then we can set set some objectives or we'll measure you again in a couple of weeks and see what your efforts created physically. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're doing all this stuff to get there. It's that came there because you're doing all this stuff. Yes. You know, it's your body's responding to your efforts. Mm. You're not doing all these efforts to, to get somewhere. It's because you're taking the proper, you're making the proper choices. This is mm. the response physi physiologically that you had. Mm. And that's why that stuff is important. We talk about it all the time. You think mm -hmm. I like to tell you to try to get two liters of water by noon every single day of my life. No, I don't. But if you show up <laughs> dehydrated, I'm going to, I'm going to bury, I'm going to, I'm going to make you feel it. If you show up hot, dehydrated, yes. that's going to suck for you. You know, it's going to be a much harder uh, training session. Yeah. Digestion's going to be worse. Cognitive function's going to be worse for sure. Yeah. So we need to basically shine a, shine a mirror in front of them and then show them what that mirror can look like here, mm. but give them belief. If they sense our belief mm -hmm. and they will follow our, they were, they will follow our guidance. Yeah. If we're like, Oh, let's see what we can do. No, it's, this is where you should be. If you do what mm. I say. Yeah. And yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. not, then we need to dig into what actually was going on because yeah. I'm actually going to be digging in every day. It's not the hour that you trained me. I'm looking at what you ate mm -hmm. yesterday and today. Mm -hmm. And I might even ask you by noon, you should be two liters down by now. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so hard. What the fuck is so hard about drinking? <laughs> I thought you said, this is what you wanted. Now, yes. If it takes yes. you that long, get up at five o'clock, put a straw in your cup and drink it until it's gone. Not two yes. liters in an hour, but that's bullshit. If you can't drink two liters by noon, you don't want what you say that you want. So quit saying it. Right. You know? And then in that instance, I think as you came to that, perhaps the person is not connected to their goal and maybe they think they should want it and right. or they don't believe that they can achieve it. So they self-sabotage to prove to themselves that they can't have it. Right. That's what I see. Yeah. Let me ask you what mm. it sounds like. It sounds like it's almost like you get quite a few of those clients, if I'm not wrong. <laughs> you can explain it. You can explain it. I've had a few as well. Yeah, um, you have. I've also had, but I just, I knew that the, there was a lot going on in their life and their mind wasn't mm. in the right place. They wanted mm. it, 
but it just wasn't in the cards in that time but it's still like you're keeping the you're keeping the opportunity for striving in that direction alive by continuous like teaching of the body yeah you can make that change yeah you can say okay I'm going to turn on the jets here a little bit I'm going to actually make a shift and then my body's going to respond if you're starting from zero you everybody knows that's going to be a harder road to take Uh, what are some of your goal or some of your tricks up your sleeve for people Mm. who are self-sabotaging because we all are in Mm. some ways of course like I yeah. watch it when I play golf with my buddies. Like you, do. you can tell in their practice swing, nope, it's not going to happen. They're thinking about mm. don't hit it in the woods. Don't hit it. Right. Where, where do you think that ball's going? Yeah. Right there. Yep. Especially if your focus is on what not to do rather than what to do. Because your brain will only remember what to do. Yeah. So ultimately, so it, it's, it's going to go into the woods. So that's such a good question. So yeah, it's like two, water, two liters, two liters of water. Yeah okay, make sure I stay under two liters so I can still believe that it's, I'm not worthy of this real goal. Mm. It, when in fact, that might be the only thing I ask you to do for six months until yeah. you do it. <laughs> you still haven't done it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep coming back. Drink two liters of water tomorrow by noon. Oh, you so, still haven't done it again tomorrow. Same shit tomorrow. <laughs> Copy paste two liters of water. Yeah. You but pay I- me to ask you to drink water. but I I think also when you start with seemingly small things like that and when people do tick that box because eventually it it may seem like a big thing to begin with for some people two liters it may Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. when that becomes routine and imprinted in their habits and their behaviors then that just becomes automated and then when it goes from being like a big deal to nothing then it's like Mm -hmm. what else can I turn from a big deal into nothing what else can I go from looking at as though it's like Mount Everest to then looking at it as though it's like an ant hill, an ant, what do they call them? Ant farm? <laughs> ant mound? Yeah. Quickly to that point, it's, yeah. so it goes from something gigantic to nothing, mm. but mm-hmm. if it starts to creep back in and not become mm. a part of their life, they'll feel mm. it. Yes. They'll go, Becomes I'm dehydrated. You are like not lost in a barren desert, but yes. just a little bit, like for Foggy me, minded. I can feel it. Yeah just not sharp and things just aren't flowing well yes that's probably low level dehydration you should be flowing like urinating frequently not hopefully not every 20 minutes but not every three hours (laughs) for sure (laughs) yeah let it flow man we're not like bring on the water water here yeah Mm -hmm. but But he needs it if you aren't if you aren't doing those little things the big things will never come period yes i think that's so key the the small things you you don't just go from and this is what I see with a lot of people trying to go from zero to a hundred but I'm going to go from nothing January 1st January 2nd and the whole year before that to okay I'm going to run four times a week and do three workouts mm. a week and I'm going to go keto I don't even know the fuck why I'm going to go keto I'm going to meditate yeah. every day and it's no wonder you feel overwhelmed and achieve anything because you've completely overlooked just getting 30 more minutes of sleep which would really benefit you you've completely overlooked drinking another liter of water which would really benefit you Mm -hmm. and if you do those two things even one of them a day you've moved the needle and then that can then become the next thing which is maybe doing one more workout a week which is maybe doing two thousand more steps a week right? right like it doesn't have to be all or nothing black and white 
extremes kill dreams. I think <laughs> extremes yeah. kill dreams because yes, well, there comes to a point if like you, you're an athlete, right? Like, so you understand the athlete mindset. When you're pot committed to something, you have to be all in. Every minute is calculated mindset, physically, mentally, emotionally, nutritionally, like it's calculated. But most people treat themselves like they're fucking athletes and they're so not. <laughs> like, okay, sorry, but being at a desk for 10 hours a day does not make you an athlete. That's- It's, it's gonna be hard to undo that and still be an athlete, yeah. Yeah. So essentially, in order for people to achieve things that, let's say they're, it's a dream of them for themselves to mm. go back to their pre-baby weight. Or Such a common weight, one. Wait when they got married, for yeah, sure. I think you were there, so I think yeah. that's definitely possible. For sure. But if you don't, if you don't consistently tick the box of achieving the small victories, as in, what would you label them as? Mm. You go yeah. for, you, your top three, and then I'll tell you my top three that yeah. requisites. Yeah, go on. So I, I think simple, small things people do on a daily basis to benefit their health without going crazy is 30 minutes more sleep, 20 minutes more sleep, 30 minutes more sleep. They're like more than that is great. But because if you have more sleep and better sleep quality, not just more sleep, but if you get better sleep quality, for some people, they work with different time zones, getting more sleep in terms of minutes each night is going to be challenging because they may need to be on a call until midnight or 1 a.m. Okay, that lifestyle may not change anytime soon. But if you can spend more time decompressing before bed, spend time wearing blue light blocking glasses, go to bed hydrated so you don't wake up in the middle of the night completely parched and feeling hot because you're dehydrated. So if you can work on getting better quality sleep, maybe have magnesium before bed, which improves sleep quality. That's a great thing because naturally you'll have more energy. If you have more energy, you're going to feel more, more inclined to move. So you're going to probably get more steps during the day. So more, more neat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, right? You'll probably put more effort into your workout. That to me is a huge one, better cognitive function, of course. So sleep is a big one. I would say hydration as we touched on. And this is the thing, right? If you go outside, especially in Singapore, run for any longer than 30 minutes, and it's actually any time of the day probably, you very easily may lose like a kilo from sweat. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're only having a liter of water a day, you've not actually replenished that. Mm -hmm. So you're not actually, you still owe your body at least another liter of water because you need to replace two to one, right? So if you lose a kilo due to sweat, you need to replace a liter plus the liter that you lost. Mm -hmm. So hydration for sure, better digestion, better cognitive function. And then of course, you're going to have more energy to move around the, the house. You'll be more productive. You could probably finish your work later, start later in the day or finish your work earlier in the day. So that's nice. The other one, for me, it's tough. It's either more steps or more fiber. So getting more vegetables, mm -hmm. depending on the person. If someone comes to me and they're like, I have really bad digestion. I'm like, so how many vegetables are you eating? No, coffee is a vegetable, right? I'm like, mm -hmm. coffee is not a vegetable, okay? <laughs> so I would maybe tweak it depending on the person. It's very close. I would say either another serve or two of vegetables a day. 
obviously micronutrients, super important, reduce risk of things like deficiencies, vitamin deficiencies, mineral deficiencies, improved digestion, improved digestion, better cognitive function, of course, better energy levels, because your body's not going, I need fiber, hello, fiber, where? Or people are so stuck at their desks for so long and we're not in the most ergonomic setup, especially working from home at the moment. Mm -hmm. So potentially like another thousand or 2000 steps a day. It's a very close one for me though. Very close. What would be your top three? I think if you ask a lot of people like us who are detailed in their approach, the answer would be very similar across the board. I don't think they would say get another workout in to start it's, it's you know, too much I don't even think right? they would say yeah it's it's too much of a hot start yeah maybe spend some more time with us so we can chirp at you a little bit and yeah. tell you like, <laughs> these three things a lot yeah but it's not going to be the workout that that cures this intention yeah. it's those three and the best coaches in the world will tell you that so for sure the sleep thing when the the little tricks of the trade of the magnesium and Mm -hmm. just being conscious of one thing, everybody, everybody that's listening. I don't know if iPhones, I know iPhone has it, but maybe Mm -hmm. Samsung or whatever doesn't, but -hmm. if you go blue light and yellow light, I know you know that Mm -hmm. if you turn it on and off, turn it off from yellow, if you're used to it and then turn it back on blue and feel the sting. (gasps) Oh my God. It's sensitive, isn't it? Turn that off. And that's, that's because we give a shit because we know how important it is. Like we make those simple little choices of, I'm not going to click on Instagram at 10 (laughs) o'clock. I clicked it. There's 20 minutes because you're going to suck into like, of course we do it. We're human, but we know that we'll feel that the next day. We'll feel it. Mm, mm, mm. You will feel it. You And whenever a client, whenever a client says the word feel, then my ear turns just a little bit bigger. What do you feel? Mm -hmm. You know, like you felt not, did you feel that in your glutes? Sometimes they don't, and then they wonder, Which so, then they wonder yeah. why they did it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's why your knee hurts because you don't use your glute. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, we, we have to be very careful with the words that we say, but yeah, I think, man, just the, I, I feel for my clients who are up until one o'clock on these calls. Oh my I, God. Yes. Know, but I, I think a lot of people that may listen to this mm-hmm. or whatever, they are going to be up at, at midnight and think, yeah. oh man, you said 10 o'clock, forget it. Well, they might yeah. switch off. But actually some of my clients have made the progress of beginning their switch off mentally, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just enough, maybe physically yeah. before yeah. they're mental. So mm-hmm. when they get off of that call, they're already ready for bed. Like they're going to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And that's like that, that ties that's into your 20 progress. extra minutes of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're making those conscious awareness decisions it was yes. her choice to whatever take a shower at nine after her 8 30 call before her mm. 10 30 call mm. get in her pajamas mm-hmm. her, her colleagues know that it's midnight here they should they should be okay with that yeah pajama party maybe she <laughs> maybe she took it maybe she popped a melatonin at 11 so right. she would just catch that right into sleep yeah. And those are, those are the tricks because we're all burning the oil here. We're grinding too. And yeah, I don't know about you, but you can really feel the energy off of people and it can be, it really transfers. So mm. we, we have to be careful of our own energy. We really have to protect ourselves if we're training eight, eight people a day, because sure. we can't let somebody suck the life out of us. 
for the yes. next client. And that's why we take care of our sleep and our hydration. And then yes. on top of that, we like to train because we like to feel like a beast when we walk in yeah, the gym. You definitely. Right. Walk in and there like, and own it. Yeah. And I'm sure like if you train five times a week, maybe you really wanted to do three of them. There might have been two where you were oh, like, yeah. yeah, okay, let's do it. You know? Yes. Like, like snap city, let's see. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like it's all great, but it takes time. It's to me, it's an art. It's a mm. process of exploring myself. I train in, in that kind of way and try to take care of myself. I'm not mm. trying to, I'm not getting any younger. I'm trying to stay young through this training, mm. not break mm. myself down too much. And mm. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> it takes a lot of yeah. time to take care of yourself. So I'm just doing, you got to be efficient as well. And now we're just, now I'm just ranting, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone loves These a rant goals. though. People come to us for our rants. They love it. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, so like. Rant comes from passion. And I think there's such sure. a lack of passion in the world. Again, because I feel as though so many people are so disconnected from what it is that they want, which you mentioned. as because there's some sort of socially acceptable pathway in which to go through life. And when do right. people have the permission to explore things that may not sit along that socially, you know, that social pathway, which is put on a pedestal. I feel so like the older I get, I feel so much gratitude. I feel more and more grateful to my parents because my parents literally just went, try everything, find out what you like and fucking do it. And like really go for it. And if you're a garbage truck driver, cool. Just love being a garbage truck driver and just be the best goddamn garbage truck driver you can be. So for me, it was really from the youngest of ages. It really was about passion and just pursuing passion and not worrying about money or being married by a certain age or having kids by a certain age or owning a house. It was really just like, try everything because we want you to find what it is that sparks you up from within, what lights you up from within and gives you that, oh, this is my purpose. This is why I'm here. Yes. Hello world. I think so many people, it's just like a leaf floating in the wind just going through life so aimlessly because maybe they've never been given permission to connect with what it is that they want. And how are you to set a goal? How are you to map out the pathway to reaching that goal? If you've never been given permission to go, actually, I want this and my parents may not agree with it or my spouse may not understand it or my colleagues may disagree and I may get backlash. And I guess I'm just lucky. I had parents that were like, yeah, fucking go for it. Like, you want to try music, try music. You want to try language. You want to try sport, try all the sports. Whatever fucking weird shit that comes to your mind, just really pursue it. And if that's a dead end, then that's a dead end. You tried it. We celebrate that. Try the next thing. And I didn't ever try one thing at a time. It was always like five things at once. It's such a powerful thing, especially when it comes to goal setting, to really, I think big and think small, right? Let the mind run wild really think about mm -hmm. whatever it is as far as you can like really try and withhold limitations really let your mind go there and then when you feel like you've connected to something like oh I feel really different when I think about achieving that like that feels exciting maybe scary but exciting mm -hmm. that to me is when I know I've set a good goal when something excites yeah. me and scares the fucking hell out of me like back squatting mm -hmm. 120 kilos it's going to be amazing. It's going to be scary <laughs> as hell, but it's going to be amazing when it happens. And that's a good, mm -hmm. a, like a personal, more fitness specific goal that I have. 
that's when it is the feeling that I know I need. And that's when I know it's a really good goal and something that I really care about. Um, and something yeah, I, that you make sure you're going to get. Yeah. Like, um, you're going to get there. I don't doubt there. it for a second. Yeah. But I know you're, what you're doing on Tuesday has everything to do with what you're doing on Thursday. Uh-huh. And what you're doing on Saturday leads into yeah, Monday. I know that yeah. about you. And that's what needs to happen. We need to put together the best week ever possible for our client mm. and what's actually mm. achievable. And yes. within that week, there's going to be two times where they don't really want to do what they need to do to get yeah. to where they think that they want to be. Otherwise, if they don't do it, then that, let's reconsider what you actually said, because yeah. if this is what actually happened and you had the choice, let's just admit that maybe it's not actually what you really desire yeah. for yourself. You like know, recalibrate. Like, I think you look great compared to, especially compared to how you looked when you walked in here initially. Mm. Maybe sometimes it doesn't matter what we say. It's how they feel about themselves. But yeah, but what I love is when somebody who may not be so considered so like dead sexy or whatever is so like happy to be yeah yeah much more than the person who like god damn when they walk in looks good but like just not a bit not the most confident yeah yeah mm, just never never content with what they who they are what they have right and that to me is an unattractive quality but we want to just make our help our clients thrive and enjoy whatever it is that they want to do, if they want to be, just get out there and ride the bike, have yeah. confidence to ride their bike. Yeah. You're going to be the best damn bike rider on the, on East coast. If you're training with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's not really, but like better, you better look good when you're out there. Mm. Cause you know, I'm training you. So let's, we're definitely yes. doing lunges or whatever, but Absolutely. so, you know, as long as they're excited to get up in the morning, we're doing a good job. Definitely. And I you think, know, as you said, it's, I think a lot of people just want to, in general, they just want to feel a sense of hope. Like you said, they just want someone to believe in them because I think they're filled with so many doubts and in so many ways, on so many levels, there's so many misalignments. They go to a job that they, they don't love, that they don't feel necessarily passionate about that. They're living a life. Maybe they own a house in a suburb and okay. On paper, that sounds cool, but maybe that's not really what they want. Maybe they want to be in a different country and maybe if circumstances were different, maybe that would be the case. And I I feel that there are so few people who are so connected to who it is that they are and pursuing what it is that they want, which when you have that, you're in alignment, right? So if you don't have that, you're out of alignment. And then there's internal friction and it slows people down. And then it's hard to believe in yourself when you're doing things that are against the grain, right? So when you want to go this direction, but your life is going that direction, when you're working against yourself, it's really hard to believe in yourself because Mm -hmm. you're not pursuing what it is that you want, what you're passionate about. Then of course, it's hard to have that sense of belief and confidence. That's a big thing I see in the people I train is they go from not necessarily being shy, but maybe not identifying with gym culture, not feeling like the gym is a place for them and being a little more maybe a little quieter, softly spoken. And Mm -hmm. for me, it's so rewarding, not just to see body composition change. That's really cool. But it's so nice to see people come out of the shell a bit more, which Mm -hmm. is like so much more of an attractive quality, as you said, to see people who just enjoy being in their own skin and Mm -hmm. for them to feel like, okay, 
maybe I succeeded today. Maybe I did something that was good. And at the end of their workout, they said to me, oh, my squats are really good. I'm like, yeah, they were. And that's just such Mm -hmm. a cool thing. You know, for people to compliment themselves is sometimes quite the achievement because we're perhaps programmed. It's so normal for us to beat ourselves up. Mm -hmm. And so when we do something that's very different to that, and when we actually take a moment to recognize something amazing that we've done as a coach to see that, to see someone give themselves permission to celebrate something and acknowledge something amazing that they've done, it's like, how can you not want to be a part of that person's journey? It's just so fulfilling. Something big had shifted. Right. What is it that you look for? If they didn't make that choice to come to Mm. you, it may never have happened. You change their life forever. It's an experience that they can't really undo. Mm. It's in their nerves. It's in their psyche. It's in their memory, but it's been done. And I think that's a hump. I think that's a hump that they just won't go back. At least if they want to get here and they made this. Mm. Oh, that's so much easier, right? Yes. It's like a launch pad to the next thing. I did something I wasn't sure I could do, but I had an openness to the fact that maybe I could do it. And then when you see them reach that, and then it's bring out the trap bar. I'm going to start trap bar deadlifting. I'm like, that's next. Right. Yep, my kettlebell yep. with 16 kilos now, but give me like two months, we're going to be on that trap bar, definitely. Yep. It's just such a powerful thing. And they, they can walk into any gym in the world and go, hey, you should bend your knees a little bit more. Yeah. Oh my know, God, like, I love that. You know? You're my well clients trained. do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. To me, it's. I feel like I've done a good job when my clients can look around a room and critique the technique of the people in the room. Sure, yeah. And I'm like, And yeah. that wasn't your goal. You were just no. plugged into that person. You're taking your super focus on making sure that they're in within themselves and in mm-hmm. that 30-second period. And that's... If, you're, if we aren't doing that, then we're probably on our phone or something like that messing around. <laughs> Doesn't fly in my book. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Ever. I don't no. care what it is. <laughs> I, I really got my phone out to film the awesome shit, to film that, the one yeah, RMs or the three sure. RMs. Yeah. But outside, or technique to show feedback if I'm trying yeah, to capture that. something to show them. But it is a no, tool. It's a tool to use. Ideally, you'd have somebody filming right, for exactly. you or something. But totally. yeah. For sure, you're like looking at the person and hoping that the camera gets it or whatever. That's a different story, but. You're like, don't cut them out. (laughs) (laughs) Capture everything, but look at their technique and count their reps. And oh my God, this is complicated. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. Um, But yeah, I think you made a good point about, how did you say? Being in their flow or mm, not. You didn't say flow. It is. I, I like the word flow. What does flow mean the, to you? To me, it means alignment in a lot of ways. That's the word they use, alignment. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're in alignment or you're not in alignment. Right, and yes, if, yes, if, yes. If you're like, even if there's a half an hour where you just feel like you're not going in the right direction or like life is going against you, that's a struggle. Mm-hmm. No, nobody wants to struggle. Right. That's a prison. You're yep. in prison there. Yep. And if you're still moving forward, but what is life gets in your way, you can't just say, oh, I want that. And then you have it. There's a Mm. process and you have to believe that it's coming, believe that it's coming and take the emotions with that ride and don't turn them into uh, a negative experience. Let that come to you. 
whether it's happiness or sadness, it's, it, mm-hmm. it's going to go like this, but mm-hmm. stay yourself and be consistent with the little things like sleep. Don't let sleep get away from you. Cause that's where things start to go wrong. I think. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's just, things just fall apart from there and yeah. forget making a nice physiological shift when that's not around because there is no mm. recovery. Recovery is yeah. limited. I also and think too you might get sick off yeah. as well. Injured yeah. as well. And then you have to yeah. take time off or rehab. Yeah. And then Which you're starting the process. Totally. I factor in yeah. at least one injury a year with my training, maybe two, but I know wow. I'm gonna have to take time off because something like a niggle will come up and sure. so yeah. I I totally you factor can't that. Train in. Hard I expect and expand it. yourself. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And not and not tweak something yeah right you need to tweak something this uh, year. what's it going to be yeah. yeah yeah lower back left hip right knee bring Hamstring, it like what's it going to be sprinting or whatever yeah yeah and it's a good thing when yeah. it comes it's a good thing yeah. yeah 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 i mean as an athlete we see that as a good thing since i physically push my limits and that's what it took because we you, are the sort of people you were expanding yeah. yeah we're like this is the line i could do another rep and my back might snap or oh, no. <laughs> I can put the bar down and leave it and call it a Don't day. It. <laughs> when you're an athlete, you see that line and you go, I'm going to fucking do it. And you just put those emotions aside because that's what athletes do. That's why we succeed because we, we emotions, we know that the emotion doesn't matter because what we want on the other side of that line, we're just going to pursue it anyway. It's like emotion. Yeah. Deal with it later. What makes you have that? And yeah. <laughs> what makes somebody else not have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were born with that. Right? If I'm not wrong. I feel born with. Yeah. It's in your. It's in your nature. Yeah. It's same here. Yeah. I, but I always just believed that I was gonna do it, and if I didn't, mm-hmm. I was pissed. Like, oh my even god! When I was like yeah. four. Yeah. Missed a ball or something like that. Didn't take it well. But I got my ass up up in another one. (laughs) So that's why we are who we are. But we have to just sprinkle a little bit of that into our clients. Yes. And then continue to be ourselves. Yes. Take them to the water and bonk their head in there once or twice. But if they don't start drinking (laughs) it, just keep going. (laughs) Hook them up to an IV. Yes. But you probably hate losing more than you enjoy winning. Yeah. Yeah, true, right? Yeah, I I like to win too, but yeah, I don't want to lose. Oh yeah. my god, no way! It's hard to swallow, even if it's ping pong or something like that. Competitive. Yeah, gin, playing cards. <laughs> have to swallow that. Did a lot of that during COVID. Oh my like god! A professional gin artist now. Oh my god! I can yeah. see the cards Gene in their eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna read you. <laughs> That's yeah, so funny. So I hope this can draw this some good attention so to amazing. you. And, Thank you. Yeah, Likewise. Nice, nice catching up. 
Guys, that's it. That's a wrap. That's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Real Talk with your gal pal. That's me, Laura Rogers. Please be sure to leave us a review. Give us your feedback on what else you would like me to talk about. I always want to deliver content on things that excite you and that are going to benefit you in your health and fitness journey. So do give us a review. Before you forget, I know you're busy. i got to run off and record another episode. Do check us out on the other social media platforms listed below as well because you might just like what you see or hear there. So, you know, be sure to do that. I look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. And again, please leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. It would mean the absolute world to me. Stay healthy and I'll see you in the next one.